All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to How You Started Lah. Uh, this is the first episode. My name is Gajan Nad. I'm a Malaysian stand-up comedian. And the reason why I started this podcast is because I want to interview, not really interview, I want to have a chat with interesting people, you know, with a really cool backgrounds. And I want to find out how they actually started their careers, how they started different phases of their life, you know, the pain and joy, basically whatever that's below the tip of the iceberg. And for my first episode, I've got a very good friend of mine. His name is Brian Tan. A little bit of uh, background, he is a stand-up comedian who started the same time as me back in 2012. And he was also uh, the first Malaysian stand-up comedian of the 2012 class to have performed at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So let's welcome Brian Tan. Hey, Gajan. Hello, everybody. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. And I'm laughing right now because this is the second take. We're going to keep it real, bro. We're going to be honest <laughs> to the audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're learning. We're learning. Now yeah. that uh, the time of recording, it's uh, still MCO. Well, it's sort yeah. of a, uh, a lifted, uh, uh, kind of like a toned down MCO. Uh, but You're still, right. we're all staying indoors. So yeah. we're learning how to, uh, what do you say? Uh, do the stuff online, la, all this live streaming, all this podcast and everything. And yeah. my God, there's so much to learn. You got to like right. you, you were just saying like getting a second monitor <laughs> is so important. Uh, yeah, I I <laughs> I having problem. I'm using like you guys. If you guys can hear me properly, that's good. I'm using my old Guitar Hero microphone <laughs> to record mm-hmm. this. Uh, but you know what? Uh, if it works, it works, lah. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to just do than to just think like, oh, I need to buy this and you can do it out there. No, 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 you just do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're learning Correct. right now. And I, I really uh, uh, wish you the best also in this podcast. Thank you for having me as your first guest, first episode some more. Yeah, no worries, bro. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, teach these uh, listeners what it feels like to be a stand-up comedian. Lah. Yep. Yeah, I actually had a bigger guest than I thought, like, I'm going to make mistakes. <laughs> so I thought, why <laughs> not <laughs> I get a guinea pig? <laughs> Hey, you don't know. You don't uh, know this. So, uh, I say, what, what rhymes with guinea pig? Uh? I say, alright. Brian likes uh, char siu and pork. Bro, your, yeah, your, your rhyming skills way off. <laughs> I don't rhyme. But, but no, not uh, rhyme. What, the, uh, what, what is related to guinea pig? So, yeah. And Brian, it is. Hey, don't forget. You also have Chinese. Uh. You don't simply nah, just yeah, whack yeah, no, no. no, I like I like pork, bro. No, no denying bro, about that. Can you get pork uh, during this MCO? I, my usual uh, supermarket, like the haram section, has been empty for the past weeks, few weeks, lah, bro. I haven't, I haven't gotten the uh, that in a long time, lah. Uh, actually, on Grab, I think there are a few, lah. You can, oh, you can grab it, lah. Grab food, yeah. Oh, okay. On Grab, I mean, <coughs> uh, certain uh, economy rice. Uh-huh. Uh, shops that are on Grab, uh-huh. I think they do have like pork. Like, I remember eating sweet and sour pork. I oh, think. oh no no, I want I want like uh, because ago. because I like to cook. Okay, by the way, the the MCO. Oh, you want the real pig? <laughs> <Like that. laughs> Just send yeah, a yeah, whole okay. suckling pig still alive, you know. <laughs> send it to your yeah. house <laughs> with with the mud all on the on the skin, <laughs> a bit of hay. <laughs> so I want it raw. <laughs> I want the real pig. Uh, that's the other thing. So, you, have you been uh, food delivering a lot? Yes, I don't cook, uh, mm-hmm. and the reason why is, uh, of course, the ch- I'll see uh, very simple. For me, I always do calculation of investment uh-huh. and ROI. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, that's you. So, that's you, yeah. for me, for the amount of time I'm spending uh, and the amount of money I'm saving, I'd uh-huh. rather just buy outside and upskill myself in other things. Like, th- like you said, this virtual world, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, we are like open micers, uh, bro. 
It's uh, mm. oh, and bro, I realized yes. that this virtual world yep. is not the same because when we went to MCU, I thought, hey, I've been doing online content. That what's going on now? Mm. This should be, this should be uh, shouldn't be a big thing to me uh. But then I realized it's two different things. Mm. Online content is you posting up, yep. uh, performing virtually. Live is a different ball game. It's a whole open, brand new world. Mm-hmm. And I think the only group of people who are like, uh, very very comfortable in this zone are gamers, yes. live stream gamers. Yes. Because, uh, and not only, I actually had this thought and another comic also said the same thing uh-huh. and his name is Daliso. What is he? Huh? He's, he, so uh, Rizal actually asked him, say, hey, uh, after he said, he did a brilliant set by the way, and he said, every stand-up comedian needs to unlearn whatever he or she has learned mm-hmm. in this virtual world. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the moment you start transferring everything 100%, that's when you start uh, being very rigid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be flexible in this virtual world. See what, what works, what doesn't work. Like you said, don't wait for things. You know, just do it. Learn, Correct. fail, do it. Just keep trial and error. And he said that uh, you, you can't really tell, just perform jokes and just leave. You, you got to engage with the audience a bit because now there's less human connection. And he said yes. uh, gamers, you know, he's been looking at gamers and they just uh, talk shit on the, on the screen. But they are constantly talking. They are, they are engaging with the audience. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to, uh, what do you call that? Trying to learn from what live stream gamers yep. uh, have been doing, and uh, I agree with him mm-hmm. because, to be honest, like uh, when I saw Vivek's uh, show, mm-hmm. not his stand-up show, like he just talking, like he's literally talking crap, like just uh, talking, telling cock and bull stories, but yeah. it's so entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. entertaining. It yeah. is not punchline funny, but it's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is fun, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like yep. it's just uh, he's just uh, t- telling stuff. And mind you, his stand-up was also brilliant. Okay. Like among all the com- among all the stand up uh, virtual stand ups I've seen, mm-hmm. go and watch back uh, Vivek Mabubani's uh, crack house open mic stand up. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. think it was on the second or the third show. Uh-huh. He was I think the last performer. Uh-huh. And the reason why I say he's is uh, is the best example is because he had the best video, mm-hmm. the best sound, the ah, best lighting, yep, and yep. A very good set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it, everything checkbox. It's it's like you have to. It's all of, like, like what I'm learning. Also, it's all about trying to grab attention as fast as possible, right? Because when people click on you, and if you don't grab their attention, same with every other social media out there, YouTube Correct. especially, you don't get their attention in the first five ten seconds. Ah, uh, you're gonna lose the audience already. Yeah. So Correct. how you do it? Like you said, Vivek, like he has all the four checkboxes. Eh? It looks good. So people were like, hmm, this looks good. It's HD. Correct. Sound is perfect. Yeah. Okay, I, wanna, I, will, I will give him three, five seconds. Then he's, yeah. you said his, uh, his, the stuff he says is interesting. Okay, you buy another yeah. 10 seconds. And then it continues. And then he adds in all these uh, funny anecdotes and all that personal. So he's connected with the audience. Another, give him, okay, I'll, I'll give him five minutes. I'll watch five minutes. And then he, mm-hmm. does, he does he interact with the audience? Does he read comments and then talk to the, to the, the audience? I haven't watched his... Uh, in, okay, in the stand-up, no. Uh-huh. But in that other show, I mm-hmm. don't know what he called it. Like uh-huh. a, he's like a DJ. To be honest, <laughs> he's like a DJ. La. Yeah, oh, so like, like the late night Chinese DJs one, is it? That style, is it? But way, <laughs> way funnier. Uh, that, way more entertaining. Does, does he do it? Like, because uh, oh, for those that don't know, Vivek is a Hong Kong uh, comedian, but he yeah. is uh, um, of Indian descent. But he speaks fluent yep. Cantonese. So he can yeah. perform both in Cantonese and English. Does he do it in English or in, 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 in Cantonese or so? Uh, both. But sometimes he has an all-English show. Ah, nice, nice. So that's the other thing. So if you, if you want to connect, you have that connection with your audience, you talk to them, they feel invested. Mm. And then you, you lock them in and then most probably yeah. they'll stay with your with, with your live stream or what show for the, the, the whole duration. 
So all these yeah. things. Whereas what we learn as stand-up comedians, you go on stage, the, the audience is there. They very rarely, right, they leave. They can leave. Because first of all, Malaysian audience, damn polite one, right? They will never, they yeah. hardly heckle. They hardly, like, mm. uh, they, they, they have a, a, a level of respect lah. So they yeah. they lie on you lah. That's what I'm saying lah. Yeah. So and also they are they want their money <laughs> worth lah. So they just stay there. Ma, Malaysian, yeah. <laughs> Here they are. Yeah, I want my money's worth. Yeah. So uh, so we we have a captured audience already, but for better yeah. or worse. Whereas on the online world, right? You're fighting with everything. You're fighting with YouTube. Yeah. You're fighting with Netflix. You're fighting with uh, all the other social media. So if you don't grab their attention, boom, you're gone. So yep, we exactly, we need yeah. to learn that lah. We we cannot mm. uh, take for granted that oh you 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 go on live suddenly you have hey I got fifty people already they'll stay for that no, no it'll drop yeah like like a Correct. rock if you don't sustain that uh, yeah. that 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 what whatever pulls them in lah, yeah. and uh, learning that that is the hardest lah bro I think yeah, yeah. that's true lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean looking at your online shows with like uh, eighteen people every day, eh? bro. <laughs> you want next. But at least but, they're consistent. But, That's but, one thing but, I'll give it to you. But ten, 10 of them will <laughs> log on every day. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's, one, that's one credit. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. They are the people who will bend over to you. Mm. Uh, even though it's 10, but they are, they'll do anything for you, I would say. <laughs> I think if you get your, got your leg amputated, you need some medical <laughs> expenses, I think they will. They are willing to chip in a bit. Like, yeah. Bro, they won't give, they won't give hair, la, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> they just want to come on to roast me and Kiran and me, right? They, they have nothing else to do in their life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at least you're giving them something, you know. That's the thing. You have to pick, yeah. I think you have to identify what, what, uh, what your strength is or so. Yeah. And, and uh, really just pound on that, Annie. Yeah. yeah, I think in, in, in the live show I'm doing called uh, Daytime Mama Quarantine Session originally, mm. now that we moved to 9pm, originally it's 5pm, we call it Night Mode. So we're now on mm. 9pm. Uh, so I think the audiences uh, we, that we have wants to watch me and Kiran just go after each other's throats, and just shouting at each other. So that's the mm. brand I think we have. But... Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard to sustain because if you do it, we do it daily, you know, every day for f- the past fifty five days, uh, in the time yeah. of the recording. So I mm. think it's coming to a point. I think we peaked long time ago. So now it's just straight. I think it's slowly dipping. So we have to find a new way now to to uh, uh, lure in our audience. Whereas yeah. gamers, I d- people want to see them play di- either different games. Or the same if if the same game fight with different people like in Dota you always fight with different clans and all that, so the audiences want to see different you know you can be playing the same game you must but you must do something different ma. I think I think the variety yeah. is what keeps people watching also. No, I guess it's uh, no. Here's the thing though, if no because they are fans of that game. Mm-hmm. Yes. You get what I mean? So yep. when the gamer plays that game, they are going to follow. For example, ah, yeah, if I, true, let's true. say you talk, uh, okay, let's say you talk about Manchester United. Mm. Every single show you talk about. Yep. Whether it's good or bad, there mm. are going to be Manchester United fans who will listen to you yep. because mm. that they are fans of that. Mm-hmm. But when you and Kiran talk about, what are they a fans of? If the ones who are really fans of you, they will follow you. Yes. But mm. the ones who are fans of the topic or, or whatever, you get what I mean? So yep. the holding power is not not the same and compared to gamers. That's the other thing. So, how, what is a fan? Well, how do you get... How, okay, what do you think your fans like in you for your for your shows and everything? Okay, to me, it needs to align with your branding. So, for me, my branding is I'm a clean comic. And then number two, I like to use uh, intellectual stuff. 
like I like when I do the what's going on lah. When I write this the script for the shows, I I I apply a lot of logical thinking, holistic thinking, and analogies. So I notice my audience tend to tend to like that lah. So mm-hmm. it aligns back. And normally when I look at the feedback, it aligns back to my branding. So mm-hmm. okay, then that's, that's for me. Then yeah. that's the second the second question I'm going to ask lah. How how do you identify what your audience likes? This, do they tell you in the comments? Do they PM you, DM you, uh, or God. or do you see it naturally happening? God. So to me, I think at the end of the day, I think the comic needs to decide. Mm. You can't be you can't be a follower of your of your fans and say they like this, they don't like that. For example, when I started, what's going on, lah? The the what's that for for the listeners? If you don't know what's that, it's a it's an online show where I talk about the current topic. It's normally about three to seven minutes, one video. So when I first started, what's going on, lah? A lot of people say, ah, this is uh, this can't work, you know, like stick to stand up and all that. Really? And then later oh. on, now now it's become very viral. Yeah. No, because when you start something, it's gonna be choppy. It's gonna be jagged. It's not mm. gonna be polished. You won't find the formula. Mm-hmm. Like now, I'm doing this improv show. Uh, I've done three virtual shows now. Uh, one stand-up, two improvs. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I still haven't found the right formula. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. I know I'm getting there. So at the end of the day, as a comic, I think it's important that we, you need to understand what do you actually want to... You shouldn't be asking what the audience wants. You should be asking what you want to offer. Mm-hmm. And then try mm-hmm. to make that balance. Mm-hmm. Because if you follow what the audience say, you're going to be a nomad, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just you do, I mean, do, you're, just you're do whatever be, yeah. uh, the mainstream yeah. stuff and then like, you know identity, yeah. no branding. Correct. Just all over the place. True, true, true. Yeah. You're, like a, you're, like a, you're like a person on a, on a, on a wooden boat. Uh, without <laughs> a... We, with a tiger the sail or anything. Yeah. and a goat and uh, what's the <laughs> stuff? <laughs> oh, bro. Don't, Life don't, don't, of uh, <laughs> Oh, bro. Irfan, uh, Irfan just passed away. By the way, I've been watching his movies now. So... <laughs> But the guy's a brilliant legend, actor, la, legend. That yeah. guy, ah uh, man. Okay, yeah. I actually got a few key things that I wanna. Can ask. can bro? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Now I, like I said in the beginning, right? I started this podcast is mm. because I want to find out deep down inside how people started their careers or different phases or certain transformations in you, right? Okay. In different parts of your life. Mm-hmm. Now I know that you started in 2012. Yes. But at the same time, I also know that before that, <laughs> you had a few things going on for you mm-hmm. in comedy or related to comedy. Because I know you went for some workshops. Yes, yes. I think, is it Monty Loki? Yeah. It's so could you tell me yep. those those starting points and all that? Yeah. Um. Okay. So when people ask, la, I like to say like, yeah, mm. I started in 2012 because, uh, yeah, because I, I, in 2012, I decided to go it uh, gung-ho. But, yeah, uh, got it. Yeah. But, uh, truthfully, uh, kind of started in 2010, two years before that, and mm. uh, I was already a fan of stand up. You know, my uh, my yeah. aunt in uh, Melbourne would send me a, uh, once she saw, sent me a, uh, a, a VHS. You know, bro, that's how old long ago a tape. She just recorded. No, oh no no no. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's how she, long she ago. She found one in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> she recorded. <laughs> no, no, this was probably in the eighties. I think growing up, yeah, ah, I was born in eighty two, okay, okay. so I I want to say like late eighties, like probably. So she would just randomly record stuff on uh, Australian television, and mm. part of the recording was the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, uh, uh, a, a a kind of like uh, uh, just a highlight reel uh. And I right. watched it, 
And I know I even un- I even knew back then that I, I I didn't understand what's going on. The people just walk on stage with a mic, just telling jokes. People laugh. I I didn't understand. I was too young, right? So yeah. that was my first exposure. Growing up, and then I started listening to more comedy and everything, and I understood. Hmm. Uh, uh, and then in 2010, uh, this is how. Uh, 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 lucky I was. I was listening to the radio <laughs> back then when people were listening to radio, la, right? Yeah. And uh, an ad came up said there was a comedy workshop, stand up comedy workshop uh, right. at the old actor studio it, when it was uh, on in lot 10, rooftop. Uh, okay. I didn't know who it was organized by. It, I just heard comedy workshop. I said, okay, let me go. La. Nothing to lose. I went there. Um, and then it was organized by uh, our good friend Monty of uh, Monty mm. and Logie fame. Mm. Yeah, I know, a church father. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, very pious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very guitar-wielding uh, father. Uh. So, and then, he, and then I went to the workshop. Truth be told, thinking about it right now, it was very basic. La. But then, yeah, la, workshop that you, you they, it's a beginner's workshop anyway. Yeah. Very basic. Yeah, fundamental. So, uh. Very fundamental. And he was, he was actually, we talk about father, right? He was treating it so, something like that. So he was telling anecdotes rather than like, yeah. do this, do this, do this. No, no, no. He was telling like how he started, how he wrote jokes and everything. Uh, yep. And then at the end of it, he said like, okay, now we're going to invite all your f- uh, family and friends come in. We're going to have a show. You're gonna draw lots randomly. Who who get who picks a number and then you go up there and perform. And then I say, holy crap, what is going on? I've never, I never performed before. Suddenly I have to. So I, I got my notes. I quickly scribbled some jokes there. I was somewhere in the middle, and to be honest, I don't know. I I, I did not uh, remember how uh, the first few performers because I was just buried in my notes, just trying yeah, to yeah. remember. Then when I went up, I still remember holding. Okay, if you guys, if anybody wants to start performing stand up. Do not hold the piece of paper in your hand because y- the audience can see it shake, and then they mm. they will see you being nervous as a AF as the young people say, and yeah. so the it, whatever even bring a piece of paper, put it down somewhere. Okay, don't hold yeah. it. It'll just shake, 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 and people are like oh poor boy, he's nervous. Okay, don't hold the piece of paper. I did mm. that shake, and this was when it hit lah. The first few jokes went whatever lah, normal lah. And then one joke hit, right? And then people started laughing. And I thought, this is it. La. I love this. This is going to be it. Hmm. And then, uh, very fortunate, somebody in the crowd works for Mongoose Production. She gave me a hmm. card. And part of Mongoose Production, publishing, pu- production, I forgot already, was Time Out KL. And yep, back yep. in 2010, that was the only venue, only local stand-up comedy venue in Mal- the whole Malaysia. A monthly show. Yep. Called com- comedy, uh, comedy Thursday, Time Out Comedy Thursday. Yep. yep. Mm. She said like, Brian, hey, it was a good job. Do you want to continue this? I said yes. So she said she told she led me to this. I went and watched my first uh, uh, Time Out Comedy Thursday show. It was great. It was packed. That's when I saw Jason for the first time. Uh, that's where I saw Kevin for the first time. Chi Ho also, if I'm not mistaken. So I approached after the show. I approached the MC that time, uh, Steve, the Canadian dude with the guitar. Uh, ah. That dude. I told him how do I I, perf- I get on stage. He told me to uh, email the uh, the the head of uh, timeout. I did. Right. And then uh, they said, "Cool, we have open mic slots. You're in uh, the next show." I went there, and I was paired with a bunch of other open micers. I think there was five of us. And then, mm. interesting, they had an open mic slot, and then they made it as a yeah. competition or so. So they gave you three three mm. minutes. We all perform, and then at the end of it. The host 
that night was Matt Bellotti, the host would mm. ask who did the best, and then they will they will get a a feature spot in the next in a in a future show. Yeah, mm. I was lucky. I did my best. I'm not gonna pat myself on the on the back now because I I remember the jokes were horrible, but somehow it yeah. worked that night. Uh, yeah. And then I said, okay, good job, Brian. We're gonna give you a slot in the future. Few months later, I got the call. Said, Brian, you got a slot. You wanna do that? This is the second mistake. They said, okay. So remember, the open mic slot was three minutes, right? Mm. They suddenly bumped me to ten minutes. <laughs> they mm. said this opening spot, ten opening spots are more ten minutes. For those that are listening, also, you do not go from three minutes immediately to ten minutes. Okay, nobody yeah. does that. Not even the best co- stand-up comedians. Nev- nobody does that. You build three, yeah, three, yeah. three, 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 four, 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 five, 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 five until ten. My yeah. stupid brain think like, hey, I'm hot shit already, man. Yeah, I'm gonna get ten minutes. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna rock it, bro. Yeah. I went there, and I just ate it, you know, bomb, like, like, like hell, like that. Nobody laughed. I, I, my mom was there. My younger brother was there. My cousin. I invited my whole kampung kind of watch. Like, hey, look at the superstar, bro. <laughs> From Pahang, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To see you bomb in Slango, bro. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Less legit, legitimately. Yes, watch me bomb. Um, and you know what? Oh, speaking of which, uh, recently, so our 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 former DJ uh, superstar hero Patrick Teo got uh, arrested, right? Yeah. When I was performing, he was in the crowd. Ah. Yeah, he was there to watch me bomb. You know. Yeah, and that's mm. that's why that's that's I what I remember. So, <coughs> so you know, like you remember your first bomb, right, Gajin? Like real bomb. Like I like can't like la, bro. Okay, at least you you uh, made you you you. I remember it. a few bombs, but not my first one la. Ah, but but okay la, Maybe the first the first big big bomb la, Where you feel yeah, like yeah. really uh, bad la. Okay. Definitely, definitely. Ah, yeah. yeah. Everybody remembers that. That was was my first one, and I thought like okay la, I guess I am not built for stand up lah. Gave up on it. Mm. Two years later, for two years, you know. Um, oh yeah, after the bomb, I couldn't sleep for three nights or so. That's how bad it was. Right. Mm. Two years later, I I kind of I sort of kept an eye on the whole stand up scene here, la. Yeah, and uh, this was when uh, Jason already started comedy cow cow. Yep. Uh, uh, also a Thursday show at uh, B Publica, right? Mm. And then also had open mic slot. So and then yep. when I found out about it, the next show felt on my birthday actually on in April. So I thought like cannot be a con- coincidence, right? So I thought like eh, to exercise the demons, you know, sign up. Perform one more last time and walk away. Alright, so I sign up, and I I got the open mic slot again. This time, I said, Brian, you don't be a smartass. You just write fourteen jokes. I didn't know I was writing one liners. I just wrote fourteen jokes in me. You went up there, tell them one by one. Done already. You walk off. Went yep. there. Uh, my name was called up. Still shaky, but you know what? I thought to myself, I already bombed already. Uh, what else? What else? Worst thing can mm. happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Went up there. Read the first joke, got a few laughs. Second joke, got a few laughs. Third joke, and then suddenly the, the crowd understood what I was doing. And then they started laughing already. And I, I, I felt good. Like, I felt like, hey, okay. Uh, I managed to, to, to redeem myself a bit. And uh, my job is done. I walked off. And this is the second, uh, uh, what do you call it? You can call it fate or whatever. La. Kevin and Riza was there. Kevin, mm. Kevin J and Riza Van Gezo. Yeah. yeah. They they came up to me and hey good job good job they're very 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 uh, uh supportive hey good job good job yeah and Calvin also told me bro I'm starting a 
Malaysia's first weekly open mic show. This one, mm. one mic stand. Uh, I want you to be part of it. I said sure, mm. yeah. And that's when that's when it began. Uh, this was in 2012. So that's that's why yeah. I said 2012 is when I really started. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. So it's like a, like it's like a hero's journey, bro. You know, you mm. like you hit it already. Yeah, good. And then the you fight the dragon, and then you die, and then suddenly like you have yeah. to redeem yourself, and then come up here. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I am. Two right years, now. Uh? Two years, bro. I, it was psychologically like it. It just eats you up, like your soul yeah. gone already. Uh, every it was horrible, bro. Horrible. Dude, it's like a uh, it's like the Dark Knight to Dark Knight Rises, lah, bro. <laughs> you know, when uh, Bruce Wayne had the beard, <laughs> he had the he had the stick. He's have given up. And then uh, Catwoman steals and says, "I'm back." You know what? I'm back on the streets. But even then, also <laughs> didn't didn't Bruce Bruce knew that he had to give up what because he took the blame ma uh, for Harvey Dent, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't take no. It's it's. Like you take the you took the blame for your bomb, bro. <laughs> your parents had to travel to see you bomb. So that means in my dark night, right? The the fairies actually exploded. <laughs> took the blame for yeah. that bombs, is it? Basically, uh, you yeah. were the Joker and you were the Batman, bro. <laughs> you you took the best of yourself and brought it down to the Joker's level, bro. And then when you in 2012, you were the Batman to bring it back up. So, what I can say is your 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 multiple lah, multiple personalities. <laughs> yeah, right? and that's true because human beings are complex, one right? There were neither one or two character, yeah. uh, neither this character or that character. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it's a good thing that you said that because. Mm-hmm. Uh, You see a lot of people. It's this kind of stories that will get into, that will inspire people. You see, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. doesn't matter how long it takes because I'll be really honest with you, uh, bro. Uh-huh. Two years is a long time to just to be in, to be in deep down in yourself, and mm-hmm. then like in April 2012, you say, hey, you know what? Let me just uh, try one more time, and surprisingly, that one more time is now your pathway, bro. I know, It's right? A new path now, yeah. If if it was so much things going on, like if it did not, if. Jason show if Kau 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 did not fall on my birthday week, exactly I wouldn't have seen it yeah. as a sign. I wouldn't have signed up. Yeah. I wouldn't have got back. I wouldn't have met Kevin. I m- wouldn't have met Riza. I wouldn't have met the whole comedy team there. So yeah. it was. It's hard to say. I, I like I, like for me to believe in all this. Like oh, there's a path. There's a there's a there's a pathway for you. There's there's you you got to believe in this these things and all that. Th- all that is like. Whatever lah, but it happened to me. So it's like, yeah. hey, I just I just take it and nila. Yeah, maybe it's mm, meant. Mm. You could say so. Maybe it's meant to be. Yeah, but obviously mm. there's a lot of hard work after that. So lah, yeah, the door is just mm, open mm. a little bit and nila. You have to walk through it, ma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like every horror movie lah. <laughs> the ghost can open the door a bit, but if you want to be the idiot, you know, go ahead lah. <laughs> yeah, let me let me hear the hinge noise. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> yeah, let me go. Of course, this case is the opposite yeah. analogy, lah. Uh, yeah. Instead of your dreams, uh, you are just being an idiot, lah. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me go down to the basement, uh, the dark room. Yeah. Uh, let me go to that one one light in the middle of the basement. Ah, uh, yeah, lah. Go lah, do lah. Yeah. Go 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 go. Do do all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, another thing I would like to ask is yep. now this may seem a bit stereotypical, mm. but I think it's very relevant for a lot of uh, people. Yeah. Now the typical Asian. Parenting method uh, is basically, you know, mm-hmm. you get a nine to five job yes. and all that. And I yeah. know this, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, me coming from mixed parentage, I know my mother was very particular mm-hmm. when uh, about stand up. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I took a different path. I had a nine to five job and I did part time. Mm-hmm. And then my mother saw me growing, mm-hmm. and then she also knows that I understand risk management and all that. Mm-hmm. And then she she saw it gradually, lah. 
but it's not the same for your case, right? Did you did you do any did you have any nine to five jobs before twenty twelve or during the twenty twelve period twenty thirteen? Do you have any things by the side? My first uh, job job was uh, okay. was this like just basic office boy in a local production house called Wayang Tinggi. This was okay. When was the um, uh, German World Cup again? Huh? 20 2006 six, right yeah so yeah. it was 2006 I remember because I missed the finals going for an interview in KL for that oh. job yeah so I did not see the headbutt and everything lah. oh yeah. my goodness I know I know yeah yeah so I, I after the interview I got the job so I had that was my my, my only 9 to 9 to 6 job lah I had okay. for a year and a half that I thought I had enough because I really wanted to go into uh, production either film or TV so okay. after that, so I said, I think I got enough experience in a, a year and a half. Let me try my luck in a, another production house or, or on a production somewhere lah. And yep. uh, so you do the math lah. Two thousand six, a year and a half later, boom. Mm. Two thousand eight, financial crisis hit. Yeah. Yeah. And then like nobody was hiring back then. So I said, Oh my God lah. Why why timing right? Uh, so I was doing in between. I helped my dad. My dad did uh, securities for this. Um, Forestry uh, thing, uh, this Balak so he company. At the time, he was already a retired. He, he, he retired. He was a former police officer. He retired, and then his uh, good friend uh, had a kind of okay. like huge Balak business. So he thought I helped do uh, securities for him. So I, I was I was the the kind of like liaison. So I was in KL. Like logging. Uh, yeah, logging. The 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 the, the fields in Sabah. So my dad would. Oh, do so your your father was like roaming in the forest with <laughs> a gun, right? I he had a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, he wasn't like, like guard lah. He wasn't like pachik guard on the forest there shooting like, okay. <laughs> like, like, like wild yeah, boss or something. On, maybe on the branch with a sniper. <laughs> Shoot anyone with a chainsaw. That <laughs> uh, just organized the, 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 the layouts and everything. Uh, so uh, that, that I did that for a bit. Uh, my last job job was in events, uh, event management. So mm. I, I work with this. Yeah, I remember. W- work w- for this one dude had a, that had a lot of uh, government contracts with Matrade. Uh, so okay. my job was literally, you know, like when you're meeting, when the the boss and the whoever meet together, and then there's always the PA next to him holding files like this one, you know. Ah, the slave lah. Yeah. That's me lah. Yeah, that was me lah. Oh. I was the slave lah. That was what I did lah. So that's the last job. Job that was in 2010 lah. So then I did the stand up thing. Uh, sorry, sorry. That was after. So after I did after the bomb. So I did that events, and then I kind of sort of did it until 2012 when I started the uh, stand up uh, for real, lah. You know, yeah. uh, as much as you can say for real. Um, so I've never held on to a, 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 a like a like a job job for long. I was always in yeah. between doing different different stuff and all that, and I think that's why it's yeah. easier for me to just jump into stand up because sort of it, it's almost in the mentality of what do I have to lose. You know, I'm really jumping mm. uh, this, this, this. You know, I'm really doing part time. My whole life is part time. You know, mm. so easy for me. And as for my parents, they are traditionalists. But when uh, with me and my, I'm a middle child. I got an older and younger brother. They they sort of mm. left us three to our own devices. I think because they themselves grew up really harsh. You know, really, really like uh, their pa- their my grandparents. Uh, their parents yep. would really, really like pressure them to provide for the family, to start a family, and all that. Mm. So they didn't yep. like that. So they they told me they always told me and my brothers do what you want, you know. 
Mm. Which for me, if I'm being honest here, doesn't work for me because my stupid brain, I need guidance one. If you leave me mm. to do whatever, I'm lost. I don't know. I don't know where. I I I cannot let my heart guide me one. I'm a bit. I'm a bit dumb like that. You know. I need guidance yep. one. Especially when my mom said, "Okay, so you done high school already? Uh, what do you want to learn in uh, in college or whatever?" I don't know. I said like, "Uh, whatever." And you, if you don't know what you want to do in college, you always go for mass communications. There you go. So that's what I did. Mm. Yep, mm. I did that for two and a half, <laughs> two and a half uh, years. Yep. Um, so um, I think my uh, I think what convinced my parents was that I I I really liked it. It changed my life because I started going out regularly, because I was very homely, okay. like I said, and they saw me really put the effort in, lah. Despite bombing okay. for the first time, yeah. Okay. That was that. W- that's what added to the my my feeling of being uh, sad also because they saw me bomb. My mom saw me mm. bomb. So if I said if I tell her, hey, mom, I wanna continue this, like she'll definitely say, uh, but you bomb in front of me, lah, son. I don't think this is for you, lah. You know. Mm. So that's why I felt sad. Um, so I, I in a sense I say I, w- I was lucky lah in terms of the whole uh, parenting. Yeah, they let me do what I want to do, and uh, mm. all I have to do now is just uh, make sure I, I can live off being a, a comedian. Mm. Yeah. And financially, how has it been for you? Uh? Because I, it's very hard for me to <laughs> to visualize yep. me doing full time stand up comedy mm-hmm. from the start. I know, I know, because. Because uh, if you ask any comedian that re- really likes yeah. comedy, they always say, "Hey, don't, bro, don't do it for money, bro. Do it for the arts. You know, it's a it's a passion project, all that." But eight years later, <laughs> when you think about mm. it, you see like probably should have planned it a bit better, lah. Huh? Yeah, mm, mm. starting was rough, lah, bro. I only got my first paying gig one year, almost one year in. So it started twenty twelve, and mm. towards the end, of the when there was a Christmas show, I got booked for that, and my first my that was my first paying job. That w- I got about two hundred bucks for that. So mm. after that, and that that made me realize, oh, you can get I can get paid for this. So that's when I decided to go full on into stand up comedy. Mm. Uh, before mm. that, I was still in between this and that job, but after that, I start right. I start taking other jobs today and just started going to uh, open mics every every time I can get, talking to people, writing jokes and everything. Um, I lift off my savings, uh, literally. Uh, lift off my savings. It got to a point where I had like under, I had uh, like just a few hundred ringgit in my in my bank account. Any was bad, but you you do the grind and everything. You do what you have. You ikat perut or whatever they said the term, and then slowly la, it it started uh, filling back up. Ready, my bank account. I got like more regular paying gigs and everything. And then now it's uh, it's okay. I'm still below uh, the uh, the 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 no, I'm not below the poverty line. What I'm talking, I'm not I'm not that bad. Okay, I'm just above the poverty line, you know. Hmm. And uh, so you're above Kiran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I'm lucky la, I would admit la, I'm lucky. I'm above I'm above a lot of people in the seat la. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> lucky, yeah. I got my own car and all that. Again, this is all like I put it down to my parents, lah. Really supporting me, you know. They always yeah. ask me, like Brian, do you need this? Uh, you can use the old family car, or uh, we buy we buy this new car. You just uh, uh we just turn in the new car. Da. So I have that that backing, lah. Quite privileged, lah. I have to admit, very privileged uh uh, uh, uh position to be in. 
so that uh, all that I don't have to worry about that so I can focus on being a stand-up comi- comedian yeah mm. so if if uh, for for those that want to succeed in this line make sure your parents are rich lah that's what I'm saying yeah you need to settle yeah <laughs> you will make it yeah you don't have to worry about anything okay really. so that was the answer lah that's why I was curious bro <laughs> I until today I still cannot brain how some people go yep. full time from the beginning yeah but then I get it lah I mean if you're I think uh, I mean like uh, people like Kiran, Prakash all they they were staying with their parents for quite some time. Ah yeah yeah yeah. So, you you have yeah, to like for me I've uh. been independent since beginning but mm. that's the reason why I have a job lah. Ah Just, yeah. Uh, to me yeah. I can't go full time lah bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the beginning it yep. took me a while you know 2018 when I made the jump uh, mm-hmm. Do you know I had that thought for 2 years you know bro. Yeah yeah I remember you know, two I, years, I remember you talking about it. Every single night. Yeah. Yeah. Every single night I think about making the jump you know, and uh. the jump is like a it's 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 a Look, I am afraid of vertical heights, like bungee uh. jumping and all that. The near vertical uh, roller coasters, but yeah. taking a career jump uh-huh. and for Accenture, no, it's like a huge yes. American firm. Yes, yes, yes. So that's why I'm always curious to know on your mm-hmm. side, because uh, you never took a jump, but you started in a different manner, which was also very dangerous. And I'm curious. Uh, so now that you have said it, it's quite interesting, man. It's it's a different kind of jump, also. Whereas you have mm. a huge jump. My jump was like this, Ani, because if I don't jump, also, it's the same. I feel, I was still living. Uh, ah, the same yeah, so, correct, yeah. correct. so I guess it depends on your background uh, uh, on on what what you sense, have at sense. that point in in a sense I had nothing to lose really you know mm. d- doing big doing jumping into stand up yeah. comedy so like I say like only oh, your dignity yeah. it's wow that one long time already bro gone already yeah <laughs> there's no dignity since 2010 <laughs> since 2010 <yeah. laughs> it died you lost the it, moment I bombed yeah. <laughs> no more dignity <laughs> So yeah, I and 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 now when I'm trying to see because I've always been very into my own self one. So when people ask right. me, "Hey Brian, how do you jump into it?" I always see it from my perspective. So I say, "Just do it, lah. Just jump into it, lah." What was that? Mm. But then listening for for uh, to people like you and other people that uh, that had a lot to lose. Let's be honest, lah. Yeah. Right? If they, if you don't make it, boom, your whole life might be screwed. You know. So I'm starting to understand the other side of it. And w- yeah. using that experience, using that knowledge, looking back in my life, I have to admit lah, yeah, my jump isn't as severe as uh, other people, other people's mm. jump. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Another thing I would like to ask is also now, when we first met in 2012, mm-hmm. I know that for the first three to four years mm-hmm. of your path as a stand-up comedian, yes, you were known as a one-liner comedian. Correct. Correct. And I remember in 2015 or is it 2016? You mm. made that transition. Ah yes. So why, why that transition? Okay, so I started as a you say one line. A one liner comedian is the is a very simple. You just do short jokes, and set up punchline. Yeah. That's all, yeah, and then yeah. you move on to the next joke. Mm. I did that because uh, it started at that comeback show lah, the cow cow show, where I said like I bombed uh two years ago because I was trying to tell stories, try to. To have narrative in my jokes, so yep. w- when I came back, I said like Brian, just write jokes and forget about mm. you know telling your history and everything, right? Mm. And yeah, basically the Monty style, lah. <laughs> yeah, no pa- yeah, no yeah, yeah. Line, like. <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. Uh, first yes. episode, I'm burning so much people. Bro. <laughs> it's gonna go far, lah, bro. Bro, that Monty episode, I tell you, is gonna be two hours long, lah. You see, lah, <laughs> be the best episode ever. <laughs> yes. Um. So uh and I guess it was a circumstance uh, I did the 14 sh- uh one liner jokes 
it worked. Mm. People laugh. Uh, got positive reinforcement from that. Then I said, okay, maybe it's my style. So I I kind of okay. like believe that in for myself. So I kept yeah. doing that, and it's also it also it it kind of is my personality also because I don't like to add a lot of flowers and stuff. I like to go straight to the yeah. point. Mm. So I did that for a few years, and then you mentioned early uh, when you introduced me, I was lucky enough to be invited to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in twenty sixteen. Um, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Fifteen, I think. Fifteen. I did. Ah, uh, fifteen. Sorry, yeah, fifteen. Uh, uh, early. Well, I like the way how I remembered your career, bro. I like. <laughs> then you move on, bro. You don't have to. Don't yeah. live in the past, bro. <laughs> Just yeah. like move on. No lah. No, it's what happens when you lost your dignity, bro. You bro. don't give a shit about yourself, bro. I thought I I thought I could gain it back in Melbourne. No, bro. No, Melbourne. Oh, really? Uh, Melbourne didn't do well, This. Uh. No, I learned other things. Being there. Okay. Okay. So I brought that one-liner style to Melbourne, and okay, okay. So so especially Chiho, Chiho kept telling me it's like Brian, your jokes are too smart for Malaysian audiences because Malaysian audiences love stories, and they want to they, they want to feel engaged with 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 narratives and all that. Uh, yeah, you are yeah, one-liner. Yeah. People don't have time for that. People don't want to think. Yeah, but when you go to Australia, bro, if you go just go to Australia, like, I will buy you a ticket. He said, I will buy you a ticket. You go there, like you live there, you do these jokes there, like. So I believe this, you know. I went there, I did my uh, my stuff, got good, got I wouldn't say bomb or anything, got good response, you know. But then there was still some jokes where it would just fly over the Australian people's heads. So I thought, okay, mm. it's not just Malaysian audiences, like it's just audience in general, or maybe my style, or maybe the way I wrote the joke was too vague, too subtle, they yeah. cannot catch it, right? Yeah, because mm. never blame your audience too much, lah, right? Yeah. But what I learned from being in the festival was, Melbourne International Comedy Festival is one of the three biggest festivals in the world, right? Mm. They have at least five hundred shows daily, and being mm. a performer there, one of the cool things is you get to watch the shows for free, as a seat filler. So if the so if the yeah. show if that show in question you wanna watch is not sold out, you can yeah. you can you can line up in another line as a performer line, and then when the show starts already, if there's seats to be filled, you can be a seat filler. Yeah. Mm, right, mm, which mm. is really cool, and yeah. that's what I wanted to do most of the time. I just wanted to go there and watch shows after shows after shows and learn and learn and learn, and that's when my brain just broke, lah. I thought like, man, there's so much ways you can do to tell a joke, you know, you can use mm. props, you can use mm. uh, uh 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 visuals, you can use sound, music, everything, costumes to tell a joke. I came back, and when I started doing my one-liner jokes again, I felt. It felt old, it felt very rigid, you know. I, I don't. Ha- my personality wasn't in the jokes. My my, my being lah. I I didn't feel like 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 when I tell a joke like, uh, my driving instructor taught me to to hold the steering wheel at ten and two o'clock. So at other times I would crash the car, you know. What does that say about me? Doesn't that joke is a wordplay joke, right? Yeah. Yep. Hold the steering wheel at ten and two o'clock. You know, ten two mm. your t- your hands, yeah. yeah. And then the joke is, at other times I thought hold it at only ten and two o'clock. So at other times I crash the car because I not hold it. Doesn't say anything about me. I want the audience to Asians know. Asians, what? Asians <laughs> and driving. <laughs> Bro, honestly, yeah, I think that's an that's an American thing, you know. Because we Asians here, we drive like bosses, yeah. you know. We know yeah, how to yeah. drive, bro. America, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like that lah. So I thought, like, I want I want the audience to learn more about me. 
that's when yeah. I start delving into the uh, some might call the easy path. Let's talk about race a bit. You know, the oh Malays are this, Chinese are this, Indians are that. The 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 standard you know uh, race joke, right? Kuma lah, the the Kuma ah, template. Ah, the, the Kuma template, yeah. Which <laughs> which Kuma uh, uh, justifies by saying if I make fun of one race, so I have to make fun of the other races, uh, so it's equal. That's how Kuma justifies it. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I see a bit of logic in that lah, but it still feels old lah. I don't know why it feels old lah. I use that template, the Malay Chinese Indian one, to talk about my Chinese heritage. Slowly, mm. I I I took out the Malay and the Indian side, and then just talk about being Chinese only because I want to talk about being, because despite being Chinese, I cannot speak Chinese. You know, I know mm. a few words. That's it only, and that's yeah. affected me really really harshly in life, and yeah. I want to talk about that. So I use that, you know. Uh, so I, I I do stupid jokes lah. Like Chinese names always just three and e, like my name, mm. Tan Han Sun, Chan Siu Mei, mm. Li Mao Ice. Mm. You see, that's a stupid joke. Yeah, mm. I said my great great grandfather. So was the first Chinese man to come to Malaysia. His name was so three. Pen Pendatang. Ah, uh, boom. Mm, mm, another mm. joke. Yeah, that is talking about how we are called Pendatang. So even though we're Malaysians. Yeah. So I want to tackle issues. On both ends, I want to talk tackle like 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 yeah. big issues and also personal issues of uh, of myself also. So I think I'm slowly heading towards that. And if mm. I don't, <coughs> if I don't achieve what I'm trying to achieve, telling jokes, I'm gonna blame it all on the MCO because we're all not doing stand up comedy already. We're all rusty <laughs> already. <laughs> we're not gonna be we're not gonna be successful because we need the stage. We need the stage yeah. to succeed. Yeah. No, perform at the virtual open mic, lah. No, no, yeah, you haven't performed. No, no, no. Because it's 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 my feeling is it's diff it's totally different, right? Yeah, I know. It's more theater <coughs> than stand up. I feel. You perform and you Correct. hope you hope is the best. You can see the comments, lah. People like ha ha yeah. ha ha, uh, laughy laughy emojis on that. Yeah. But I think those are the people that only want to comment. What about those that don't comment? You don't get their I feedback. Know. So it's very hard to I gauge, agree, yeah. you know. Uh, so I feel Correct. like if you're if you're performing online, it has to be something else. It, you can call it stand up, but it it has to have a different. It has to have different beats, tempo, stylized, you know. And also, Correct. I'm very scared of the connection, uh. If the bandwidth dips, ah, mm. uh, you miss one word, ah, uh, the joke is gone already. Yeah. No, but like what you said earlier, right? It's better for you to just try Mm-mm. and bomb than to not do anything. Because or else you'll keep being rusty. Because I mm-hmm. I had the same thinking about you. Like for my personal page, yeah, I started my first virtual show like I think three to four weeks into MCO. Mm-hmm. And the first three to four weeks, I was actually studying, mm-hmm. like analyzing, yeah, virtual stand-up, yeah, to see what's missing and all that. And I try to, I don't know. That's just my suggestion. I feel that just hop on lah, bro. The mm-hmm. virtual open mic. Mm-hmm. At least, uh, yes, you won't get the right feedback. But mm-hmm. at least you're you're keeping the uh, the cylinders and the pistons working in your <laughs> in your head, lah. Yeah. Car analogy, lah, bro. How, how's your car, lah, bro? Yeah, not driving around already. Can lah. Every every three to four days, lah. Turn ah. on the engine. <laughs> you hear the pistons. No, sorry, mine is like that. I don't know whether you got this ah, reference. It's a ah, it's a flat engine. Ah, yeah. <laughs> a, I don't know whether you got, but yeah. Uh, no, no, for no. To all the listeners, uh, it's an engine configuration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Gajan, first of all, he went forty-five degrees. You know, the pistons go down forty-five yeah, degrees. V, uh, so like V six. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yours is in line, uh, in line four. Yeah. Mine is a flat. <laughs> yeah. 
So like just give you a fun fact Brian like you what know are? sometimes when the petrol companies yeah. they show an advert yeah so sometimes they'll show like a like a Porsche yeah. you know parked at their petrol station right yeah. and then they zoom into the engine the <laughs> petrol going to the engine now you have to understand that Porsche <laughs> uses a flat engine like my car only Porsche and Subaru uses yeah. a flat engine which means that pistons move like that uh. when they zoom in they just like google a car engine and they put in a V engine you know inside a Porsche Bro. and that is very and that is very offensive you know, because a, a flat engine is like a yeah. bible Yeah. Your Porsche is like a bible you cannot you cannot say anything offensive no it's very offensive to do so when you put a beer I said yeah. oh my god can't you just would be like bro you have stuff, to man, but you have to make a video out of this lah just scold them yeah. manila is it hey 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 petrol companies please lah huh? please lah yeah. huh? do research lah what is this yeah. huh? huh cover any Porsche but inside there what uh my V uh, engine lah. what's going on It just shows uh, that a lot of people, you know, they they go to work mainly for, mm. not for passion, yep. but just mainly to just uh, to earn and all that. Yeah, yep. that that's the difference, I guess. Yeah. I think that's the other thing about like, okay, so I'm sure like they knew what they were doing. I'm sure they know because you all these commercials, you've done enough commercials to know that it goes through so much, uh, a trial and error, right? You have the client must like it lah, and then the director yeah. has their own say and all that. I'm sure it went yeah. to it went through uh what do you call it uh, uh the, the 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 audience test right so originally they had the engine that goes left and right and then people watch it and they say that's not an engine yeah that's that's that what is that yeah it looks like that Tetris <coughs> and all that yeah so they actually say, they don't have a audience test uh. what they do is basically they get a production team uh-huh. they come up with a they come up with a video they uh-huh. send it to the client if client yeah. is happy then it yeah. goes live uh. that's it, that's it. Even for a multi-billion-dollar company, is it? They they don't have. Uh, you would think they have so audience basically tests. Basically, the right? client. Uh. Basically, the audience will be with the client lah. With probably the few top management lah. That's it. Okay, you see, that's the other thing wrong with the, with this country lah. Yeah. Uh. You think you CEO? You think you know everything? Is it? No, right? Uh. You test it with uh, the actually normal people lah. That one's an international company lah, but yeah. <laughs> international <laughs> company, but Malaysian mentality. That's why I'm saying lah. Yeah lah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Hey, that's good lah. Okay, now we learn something. I think the thing we learn most about today's episode is mm. not all cars have the V-shaped engine. <laughs> yeah, like your car is uh, inline lah, inline four. Ah, so four yeah. Cylinders, There uh, you go. Most yeah. cars will have inline four. Yes, V6 right. is very rare. Uh-huh. Uh V6, no V6 is more common, but flat is very four, very rare. Flat mm. engines only Subaru and Porsche lah. So it yeah. goes inline common, V uh, uncommon, uh, but the inline very the, rare. The, Yeah, very right. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. See, see, mm. you come to Gajin Podcast, you learn, you learn stuff, bro. You so much, bro. Yeah. <laughs> about dignity, about engine configuration. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dignity to engine. <laughs> Imagine I have a class, bro. I'll be the shittiest lecturer. <laughs> Today we we'll learn about dignity and uh, pistons and cylinders. Huh? What, what is dignity? <laughs> dignity is your fuel. <laughs> pistons are the engine. <laughs> Well, technically, it's right. You know, you, you need your fuel. Your dig. I mean, in in your class, lah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So no, no. Going back to what you say, true, true, true. Just do any. Just do any. Yeah. Fail in, in in your own time. That's how we yeah. all grew. What? All the yeah. bombs. All the all the new jokes that didn't work. You know. Yeah. That was the work we put in, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Like for example, like next Saturday, I'll be performing in US. Eh? Ooh, yo. Hey, California f- online, yeah. Your your US debut, ah, bro. Damn, That's nice. Right. California. Ah. <laughs> Don't know whether I'll get shot or not. I'll be jogging halfway. 
bro. Okay, that, that was very dark, like, that, very dark. Bro. No, that case I tell you, like, oh my god, uh, America, what are you doing? Really, ah, yeah. uh? are you modern day lynching, man? Ah, yeah, stop it, lah, America, I, I please, lah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the worst over here, any the worst we get over here, any is just ask you to balik China, balik India, any that's yeah. all, any. Yeah, there. No, and even that is on social media. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so far, for real life, I've never experienced that. Uh, so if you okay. ask me, that, right? that's something we talk about racism, right? Mm. They always say, "Oh, is uh, Malaysians racist or not?" The thing mm. is, racism cannot be an on-off switch. Mm-hmm. It's a spectrum. Mm, yes, okay. it's a range. It's not an on-off switch. That's yep. the first mistake everyone makes. Mm-hmm. Because if you talk about, see, as a Malaysian, yes, I know the scholarships. Sometimes it favors certain group of people and all that. Yeah. I get it. Mm. Yes, sir. But if you talk about the people itself, mm-hmm. I think Malaysians are really polite people. Very diversified Agreed. people, very Agreed. ethical people. Yep. All races have been very nice to me. I can tell you that maybe certain laws, they are a bit, that's thanks to certain people in power. Mm-hmm. But overall, Malaysians are, you see like all this casual racism, mm-hmm. the intention is not racism. The intention yes. is because they want to have fun. And yes. that's a very different thing. Yes. You I see like the guy jogging, uh-huh. dude, just look at the video, bro. The intention is racism. Right? The guy is just oh, jogging. Right. Normally, a guy yeah. in a pickup truck comes in and what the heck, bro? Like struggling him, like shooting him. So that's why I always tell people, look, you have to go one level lower when it comes to racism. Mm-hmm. It's not an on-off switch, it's a yep. spectrum. Yep. Bro, bro, you hit yeah. the nail on the head. I just watched a video from this philosopher, uh, uh, yeah. Slavo uh, Zizek or something like that, right? He said like, mm. he said like all this PC culture, it's, it's yep. intention is good, but there's, there's yeah. no heart behind that because all you're doing is just like, you cannot say that, stop, I cancel you. That's their intention you know, to block everything, whereas all these casual racist jokes, right? Yeah. Like you say, you know, you a lot of people seem to do it not because they are racist, because they want to, in a way, in a weird way, like, They want to connect with uh, another person. Okay, when you yeah. do when you do a race joke, right? Do you do a race joke? Um, okay, who do you do it with? Like you talk to a Chinese guy, you do a Chinese race joke, lah, right? When you talk to the Chinese guy, you don't do an Indian race joke to bash Indian people, right? Because you want to mm. make a connection with the person you're talking to, right? You know what I'm saying? Like so, like like yeah. if uh, if I if I I talk to Kiran, right? Then I bash him for his uh, for his uh, um, poverty some, some jokes, some, some <laughs> so for some <laughs> Indian stereotype, lah, right? Yeah, yeah because yeah. I want to bash him. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna uh, connect with him on a, on a on a human level sort of way. Right, whereas all these, all these like extreme liberals, they all want to uh, just stop you from doing it. But then, okay, if you stop all this, right? Then how do you connect to people, right? In a way, like, um, what what's the other the tolerance? Is it you just say, oh, I understand you, I understand you, but we're different, ma. You cannot tol- you cannot accept me for being different, ma. You wanna, you wanna, you you can you really truly understand me? Being a a one hundred percent different person than you, you know. Okay, to me, okay, to me, it's very simple. To me, it's intention mm-hmm. and the method, mm-hmm. and that that leads to the thing. So, yep. so a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, when they say, "Oh, don't make fun of this, don't make fun of that," yeah, is they they don't understand the intention. Every comic that goes up on stage, the intention is to make you laugh, Correct. which is happiness. Yes. Now, when you look at this kind of videos, like shooting, mm. the intention is literally to kill that person. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game. You cannot. Yep. That's right. You have to separate these two. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like uh, I was just talking to Muzake just now. Yep. Uh, for the listeners, Muzake is uh, another stand-up comedian. Mm. And he was talking about this race thing, right? And mm. he wants to move away from it. Even I'm moving away from it. I did two mm. one-hour trial shows. I didn't talk about race. But that doesn't mean I, I say that uh, people shouldn't do race jokes. Because 
when I say some of my like, very old race jokes, the Chindian one, the typical one, when mm. I write them, yeah. my intention is diversity. And it's not a marketing line. I literally mean it. Mm. I was telling Muzake, right? You know, every, not every show, whenever there's a show where it's got mixed people, mm. they come up to me after the show mm. and they share their heritage with me. Yeah, there you Why go. do they share? Because I said it on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you see, it's all in the mindset. Yep. All it takes is someone who's overly triggered to say, ah, this guy is being overly, mm-hmm. I'm overly sensitive. You know what? He shouldn't be making fun of race. That's right. But, yep. but another person will say, hey, thank you so much for talking about that mm-hmm. because now he has included us. Mm-hmm. You see the massive difference. Yeah, yeah. You, Someone's you, overly sensitive and inclusion positive. It's like you're opening up a, 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 a forum, you know, yeah. to talk about it. And furthermore, when you talk about being Chindin, in a way, you're talking about yourself. You're not talking about the race in general because you live the life of being a Chindian, ma, right? Yeah. So it's in a way, it's it's a joke about it's you, which I yeah. I, I always love jokes uh, when it's about the person, uh, mm. or or opinions of that person about a subject. You know, mm-hmm. that's why that's why I try to stray away from the one-liner jokes because it felt a bit cold. Uh, it felt a bit mm. like there was no soul in those jokes. So I love mm, it. I'm mm. more engaged in learning about you. What makes yeah. you angry? What makes you mm. uh, jealous? What makes you happy? What makes you sad? Yep. I love all that stuff because yeah. it, it's the humanity in, in all of this. Yeah. yeah. So when you say don't do jokes about race, but what if the joke about race was about me? I want to I wanna, I wanna convey my emotions through that, that race joke. Yeah. Mm. Are you saying I cannot do that? Then give me a different way to do it. Uh, tell me how to do it. Lah. Which they usually don't. They just say, don't do it any. Just say, stop yeah. any. Very, very Asian parent style. Don't do it. But even Asian parents, when they tell you to don't do it, so at least they have the intention of, 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 of uh, what do you say? Uh, uh, good intentions behind it. Don't climb that tree uh, because you might fall down and die. Right? Hmm. But when other people say, no don't la, do that. Normally, the they won't give that reason. La. They uh, say don't climb that tree lah, cause uh, up there there's a there's a bear living there. But there's no bear there. They'll, they'll give some stupid story, you know. Right? <laughs> uh, like last time, I whenever there's I, rain. Do you live in like North America? <laughs> what bears I, and what trees? No, my parents did that. You know, whenever <laughs> I asked like why why does it rain uh, while uh, the uh, sun is up, I asked uh, this when I was a kid, and yeah. my parents said that that means a crow married a monkey. <laughs> and I believed it because I'm a product of mixed parentage. So I thought okay. Oh, that's beautiful, man. So whenever I saw like rain while the sunshine, I was like, oh my God, an interracial marriage is ongoing. Like, that's beautiful, man. And then like, as I, like few years after puberty, I was like, God damn it, a crow can't marry a monkey. Like, <laughs> that's my father. I think I need to write a joke about this. Uh, bro. Write it, bro. That is. <laughs> crow married a monkey. Yeah. It doesn't make any. At least, right when you lie, right there has to be like a like a little bit a a a, a molecule yeah. of truth into that. You know what? Yeah. What kind of truth do you get from a chrome? See, mine is because I am a product of mixed parentage. So ah. they use they use that logic against you, lah, to tell you that. No, they, they use that logic. Yes, yeah. I related it by myself, <laughs> right? right. Because you have to understand, Brian. Like uh, as a as a as a mixed person yeah. growing up in the nineties, yeah, bro, a lot of stairs, bro. I mean, today uh, people uh. still stand at mixed uh, couples, yeah. but not as much as the nineties, eighties, seventies, because it's like a like a like an eye opener. Like, uh, uh. like you see, bro. Uh. You see, I love it. You started out as a stupid joke, but then there's layers to it, because you went mm. back in time. You put your your own personal history into it, and then and then you 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 get influenced by that because of what you see and experience. Uh. Yep. you see that's why we love it. That's why every joke has a layer. Every good. 
not to say every mm. joke lah, but if you think about it, it, it comes with a lot of a certain type of baggage lah. A well-written joke lah will yes. have a lot of truth in it. Yes, yes, uh. and it's the craft of the comedian telling it to mm. to to to. to I, I don't like it when they overly pound on the theme or the message behind the joke. Subtle lah. Yep. That's subtle ni. When people, the mm. best one, right? When people go like, oh, ha ha. When they realize that, that's the, I I love that lah. I love when they get mm, it mm, like mm, that. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yep. Oh man. Okay, my final question for you. Actually, second last one lah. Okay. I'll be okay. So now with this this virus outbreak, I think it caught the human race off guard. Mm mm. Mm-hmm. And. A lot of people are saying, and I think it's very true, that it's going to change the entire world. Yes. After this, yes. it's not going to go back to the new norms. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not talking about social distancing. I'm talking about literally from 2020 onwards. Uh huh. Okay. Economies will change. Yes. People, the way people do business will change, and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So my question to you now is, uh, what's next for you? What's Brian Tan for 2020, 2021? Brian Tan will be uh, going digital, definitely. Yeah. E mm. Brian, I'm gonna start already. One E <laughs> E Brian dot my, yeah. I'm gonna single E, yeah, <laughs> not not triple E, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, that would have been <laughs> triple E will be yeah. the midnight show one. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that one will be like all all screwed up stuff one. Uh, I think I think <laughs> digital is the way to go. I I yeah. I I have a really cynical view already lah of the uh, okay of of the entertainment landscape in Malaysia because you okay. thought right with everybody locked in in at home and all that. You would see the support for at least lah now that everybody is trapped, have no access to cinemas, aka Western uh, entertainment outlets. So you will see a. I thought lah they will see a boom of local artist support, and I did not see that for the past fifty days. Yeah. It doesn't matter in Malaysia. I feel that the most important thing is just to be popular. If you're popular, people will listen to you. People will follow you. People will buy your stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a DNA of uh, of Malaysia. They only listen to popular mm. stuff. How you get popular is up to you. Yeah, there's a different different ways. One. So mm. I think uh, since we can't go out, you know, and let's face it, I'm doing. I I thought doing eight years of just grinding on stage, doing doing the best show you can, can make me popular. No, no, the work you have to do more work than that. Yeah, I'm starting yeah. to realize that a bit late, but at least I realize. Just what I've been telling you, but it's yeah. okay on online content. Yeah. But you tell me when, lah. You mama, you go straight bro, home already, huh? Bro, yeah? I told you about the Euro no? one, lah. Huh? Euro remember, what? You came up with good huh? Euro. No, Spain won, is one it? Huh? <laughs> no, no, you did. Uh, <laughs> you you, 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 you came up with really good uh, memes, the Euro theme, and I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. These are some killer memes, huh? But uh. the only issue is, yeah. You see, for you to come up with online content. You need to come up with something where people remember you for. Mm-hmm. Okay. The problem with I I see with you and Kira, you all keep jumping here, jumping there. I don't know what should I remember. Mm-hmm. Like for me, very simple. Hey, you are the guy who did what's going on, lah. Uh-huh. Simple. Yeah. Very but simple. So there needs to be just one line. But it it uh, it's me, not. It, it, okay, the title is one thing, but what's going on, lah? What what does it entail in that title? What does the title mean? Because uh, current th- issues. So okay, so it's, it's so it has to stick like the title has to match people's expectations. I think I I chat with Musa, so we talk about this. So he says like, because he he says that you remember Nigel Ng, he came down yep. uh, the Malaysian now based in Britain. His podcast UK, yeah. uh, nowadays in Britain like ah uh, yeah old days Britain <laughs> yeah olden times Britain. Yeah. <laughs> He's the 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 Navy Armada yeah that one yeah yeah he lives in the Tower of London yeah yeah. Um, He uh, he Musela his podcast, 
Rise to Meet You. Uh, in itself, the title itself uh, showcases the show. So it's talking about yeah. uh, being uh, being an Asian, a Chinese person in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that like from the onset, oh, that's the whole capture the audience kind of thing, lah. The title, yeah. to to sure, to, yeah. like that. Yeah, that's also part of my fault because if if you see my online content, it's everywhere. I do memes. I draw comics. I do pictures. I sometimes post stand up. You know, all. If you ask me what what I'm about, anything to do with anything, but comedy at the end, lah. That's it, any. Yeah. If you ask me like uh, video games, also sometimes. But comedy lah. So if you ask me, what should I focus on? I don't know what to focus on. I love everything equally. Yeah. So that's why I say like Brian mm. goes digital. I guess the brand should be just me only lah. I do funny sh- stuff. That's that's my branding lah to go forward with. Yeah. How to do it? We'll find out in the next year or so mm. lah. When I try everything, I'll throw everything at the wall. See what sticks. Focus on that, and then uh, move it forward. Yeah. That's me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a suggestion. You can, since you're already talking about, remember what you said. You found your when you left one-liners, and then after you started doing story. Then after yep. you started talking about three races. Then you started yep. talking about your heritage. Yes. Maybe your Brian going digital. You stick to that lah. So let's people know because you see Brian doing funny stuff is too uh, general. But uh-huh. you say Brian doing funny stuff about Chinese heritage, then okay, I got something to latch on. If I'm following this guy, uh-huh. I know he's going to talk about heritage stuff, like Whoa. cultural stuff about China. Bro. So, bro, yeah, I, I. I understand that, but when you limit mm. yourself to that scope, right? I don't know how to, like suddenly, like how do I put this in the video game I'm playing right now? You know, it's 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 that that's always like blocking me. I understand, I understand that uh, people <laughs> want, like you say, like Malaysians, like we all like easy, like you you see something, you immediately if it doesn't match your expectations, you shut off, ma. I understand that, yeah. Mm. So um, we'll see, lah. I I'm still thinking mm. about it. Every day, just you know. a suggestion, lah, bro. No, no, no. Good suggestion, lah. Yeah, brand, yeah. branding, lah. That's why they keep on saying about branding, mm. Yeah, very important. Very no, because important. if you ask me, I do performing arts artists, especially like stand-up comedians, ah, mm. lack of branding, mm. lack of marketing skills, lack of financial skills, all this one. But when it comes to that particular specific craft, okay, yeah, they know what to do. But yes. other things, all if you ask me, that's why people like Jason, uh, who else, Douglas. Mm. I think they're all brilliant lah in like all rounder, because uh, to to really boom the our industry, yeah, we gotta be all rounders lah. Like online, that's why one thing good about this MCO oh. it pushes us to go, yeah, to go online and digital. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like why, why a lot of, I see a lot of people online now that they are hoping once the MCO lifted lifts, they want to go back to the how things were, you know, which is not gonna happen. Nah, and it's not gonna yeah. happen, yeah. Yeah, they they still like oh once it's all all done already I'll go back to like taking pictures at no. the beach lah, uh, going yeah. to this restaurant makanat. No, it's, That's the uh, Nokia cool thinking lah. It's yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So let me wait. We'll, we'll go back to the keypad. <laughs> the keypad will come back. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. a burn. Oh, I'm burning a lot of things. Bro, uh, never mind. Never mind. This yeah, is yeah. the new the new normal, bro. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Just burn any. So yeah, but I tell you, I know until today, yeah. Uh, mm. Nokia is the one example that scares me, you know. Just Nokia. imagine one of the biggest company in the world. Mm-hmm. I used to live during the time, I- including yourself. Yeah. People, first question is, what Nokia are you using? That's right. Yeah. You just imagine from that to literally zero, nothing. Nothing gone. So it just shows in this world that you got to be adaptable, right? You adapt or you die. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this last part of this uh, podcast, mm-hmm. um, I actually started off with just a chat, K. 
So is my is my what do you call it the virtual show where uh-huh. I just talk to someone and this last yeah. part is uh, where I'll ask them uh, this quick fire questions. Uh, it's either A or B. Oh, okay. So Here this section is called just answer lah. Okay. Okay. So it's very quick <laughs> questions. You just uh, you just pick one lah. There's no right or wrong lah. Just okay. one. Okay. Okay. Right. So uh, here it goes. Uh, Ricky Gervais or Louis C.K. Uh, Louis. Tom Cruise or Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Football teams, uh, Japan or Korea? Japan. Ass or boobs? Oof, boobs. Would you date a girl who's taller than you by five inches? Yes or no? Yes. Country to migrate to, Germany or Italy? Germany. Country to travel to, Zimbabwe or Bolivia? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you got Take me there. <laughs> Uh, 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 Bolivia lah. I want to see what it feels like to live with no oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Porsche or Ferrari? Ferrari. Ronnie Cheng or Hassan Minaj? Ronnie. Okay. Then there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have. Uh, just answer lah and we have uh, that's the end of the first episode of uh, Brian hey. thank you so much Brian no 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 no. it was fun man we, I think we, I yeah. learned a lot also being on here mm. especially the whole like uh, moving forward and everything yeah mm. uh, uh, it's true it's true Yeah, we, we, we literally are in the age now where anything can happen you know yeah and yep. it just depends on how brave we will be lah in in, yeah. in in moving forward, yeah, and I hope this podcast uh, does really well. Also, I'm looking forward to listening yeah. to this and future episodes. Uh, thank you so much, Gajin, yeah. for having me on. Hey, no worries, man. Imagine yep. I become like a superstar like ten years <laughs> from now, and you can say I was the first. Yes. You know, I was the first guy to you know to come. Even though today I have no dignity, like ten years ago, but I'm the first guy. <laughs> Bro, when I get my dignity back, you have me back on the podcast. Okay, we'll talk about the dignity yeah. returns. Yeah. When when that happens, I think Timer will come out from the grave. Like, hey, Mongoose. <laughs> Mongoose, bro. Mongoose will come out. Attack the dignity. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, thank you, man. Uh, but thank Brian, you, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a huge fun uh, talking to you. Thank uh, you. No, no, I wish likewise. You, I wish you all the best. Likewise. In likewise. this digital world. And mm. uh, hopefully you find your part in the online uh, content creation. Yeah. Thank and I'm you, very bro. sure you'll make it, bro. Hey, thank you so uh, much, if man. You're, if you're consistent, if you're persistent, it will happen, bro. There you go. All right. Okay. Yes. And thank you so much, Brian. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the first episode. Hope you enjoy and see you all next time. Thank you.